You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. I'm Courtney. I'm Allison. And we're Courtney and also Allison of the Double X-Files. This is a podcast maybe about the X-Files. Maybe so. If you're lucky. Uh, today <laughs> we are talking about season three, episode eight, Oubliette. Oubliette. Which I thought had to do with like like a fancy word for rotisserie chicken. No. But it is not. It's not. Um, You, and I want to go back. You, Allison, mm-hmm. have an extra half point for your prediction. Does this give me a full point? It gives you a full point. One full point. That means in our prediction um, game, if you if you will. Uh, <laughs> I will. <laughs> you get one full point. I am at zero. You zero got points. zero points. I have not guessed any episodes correctly. Mm, so I got to get on this. Yes. Like butter on toast. <laughs> Like Just spread on it, like tuna on a cat. What? Like uh, owl on a tree. Oh, okay. Like glasses on my face. You got to get on it. Yep. Now let's. Can we for a second go back to tuna on a cat? Yeah. Why? Um. Well, if I was a cat, I think. It's, I mean, it may be stereotypical, but I think that all cats like tuna. But they like to eat it. They don't necessarily but, like it to be on them. But, like, having the thing that smells really good to you just slathered all over your body so you could just, like, slowly lick it off, that would be awesome. I would, now that you mention it, I would like to be meant covered in Sloppy Joes. <laughs> just covered in it. You've seen those videos of babies just, like... Putting their hands in peanut butter and just smearing it all over their faces. Oh, I try to avoid looking at babies whenever possible. <laughs> no, those like that, those YouTube videos. I've actually never seen one. Peanut of those. butter babies. I, oh my god! Just Google peanut. Okay, butter babies. I will Google peanut butter babies, and and listener, you should do that as well, or Courtney's wrath may find you. <laughs> no, no, no. It's it's up to you. But I'm glad you understand now the tune on the cat analogy. Yeah. Now I get you it. Get it? Yeah. You get it? Okay, let's make like a tree and get out of here and uh, g- describe this episode. Let's make like a tree and talk about the X-Files. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's a better one. Thank yeah. you. Okay, so season three, episode eight is called Oubliette, and here's the Netflix description. A woman experiences a psychic connection with a teenager held captive by a deranged man. Oh, boy. Um. Oh, boy, friends. Yeah. This had a lot of big problematic issues. It made me angry at times, but not like Excelsius Day angry. Yeah. Uh, but we are just, we've been packed with really shitty episodes. True. What was the last one? I don't remember. It was bad, though. Well, was no. it? Oh, no, it was, the, it, was the, it was the quadruple amputee. Oh, yeah. That one. That was bad. That was very bad. <laughs> I don't understand, like, I don't understand. There are people who tell us, like, better watch out for this episode, and, oh, be careful this episode. Like, why aren't you telling us, like, every episode is very bad? Yeah, like, 
instead of giving us specific episodes, and not that we don't appreciate that because we do, just be like, this is a bad show. You've chosen poorly. (laughs) I think, like, I'm astounded that, okay, so I think the last couple ones has been Clyde Bruckman, then Too Shy, then The Walk, and then this one. Mm -hmm. And people have told us, oh, Clyde Bruckman is so good. And I'm like, it's okay. And then people told us, oh, Too Shy is really bad. And we had, like, a hell of fun with it. We had it. a giggle fest. And then no one has mentioned The Walk, and no one mentioned Oubliette. And these two are, like, super problematic. Well, I wonder if they're just, they're problematic, but they're also forgettable. Oh, you think so? Like, yeah. people just don't remember? I I think so. Maybe that, that makes me feel better. That there's this just pile of, but, like... You don't forget a pile of dog shit outside of your door if someone leaves it there. You might. Well, if you do, you're going to step in it and then track it all over the house. Then what are you going to do? Then your cat's going to roll in that instead of the tuna and you got a shit cat. <laughs> You've got a real shit cat, friend. <laughs> then you got a problem. Um, okay, well, let's start. Let's, let's unpack this. Okay, so we start the episode uh, at what is essentially the opening sequence of Freaks and Geeks. Oh, that's where that, yeah. I said ready or not, but I like Freaks and Geeks Joan Jett starts playing and, uh, I don't give a damn about your good reputation. <laughs> close, close enough. Bad reputation? I think it's, I don't give a damn about my bad reputation. Mm, I don't give a damn about my good reputation. I am squeaky clean in this community. <laughs> Which community? The X-Files community. Oh, everyone, everyone loves us. <laughs> Didn't you get that memo? Everyone loves us, the bad boys of Vancouver X Files <laughs> podcasting. Except that one guy who gave us a one star review on on uh, uh, what's that with the Apple iTunes? Uh, you know what? I can't fault him. His no. comment was accurate. No, accurate. We do. I think the comment was, "Why are these people doing a podcast about the X Files? They hate it." And sir, that or ma'am or or whatever. You are correct. You're correct. Why? Well, you're not wrong. <laughs> Why I don't know if that's a reason to give a one-star no, review, no, but, but um, anyway, you're not wrong. Us. Review us on iTunes. Yeah, we'd love that. Uh, yeah, so we have a local actor, actor, right? Yeah. Jewel uh, State. Jewel State, that's right. Uh, better known as Kaylee from... Firefly. That, that show. It's a space western. That space spaghetti. This is not western. a space western. No. This is an X-File. If, okay, if the cast of the X-Files was on the USS Enterprise, and I'm talking about the one in space and not the one on in, in a boat, uh-huh. um, what, like, would they be red shirts? Would they be engineering? What would they be? What which, do you think they'd be? Cool? Which Star Trek is the Enterprise from? Uh, well, there's two. There's the, <laughs> there's the one with Scott Baio. Uh, called Enterprise. Okay. And then there's another one, uh, with Picard, and they're also on the Enterprise. Okay. And I'm pretty sure the original one was also had the Enterprise. Okay. But Voyager didn't, because they had the... The Voyager. Voyager. (laughs) And Deep Space Nine didn't, because they had that, like, crazy space space station. station. Yeah, okay. Am I forgetting any? No, that's it. Probably not. Deep Space Nine. Which one had Janeway? Voyager. Okay. Right? Yeah. Oh, God. People are going to be really upset. <laughs> Suck it, nerds. <laughs> um, okay, well, Scully's definitely uh, in uh, blue medical. Yeah. I would, but I'd like to see her, like, 
I'd like to see her as like a captain. Yeah. Just the Reds. Yeah. Right? Uh, yeah. But she is a medical doctor. She is, but like if you're gonna compare her to anyone, I wouldn't compare her to Crusher, like Beverly Crusher. Even though the hairstyle is very I accurate. compare her to Bones though. <sighs> I guess. I guess my touchstone for Star Trek is is next gen. And so of next gen, she's more of a well, okay. Mulder is definitely number two. Can I tell you what my touchstone for Star Trek is? Yes. None of it. I don't like it. <laughs> no, I think you mean Galaxy Quest. No. <laughs> <laughs> With Tim Allen. Yeah. So Mulder is Ooh. Tim Allen. <laughs> Mulder is Tim Allen. Yeah. And Scully is uh, uh, Snape. Alan. Alan Rickman. Rickman. There. Done. Done. Great. <laughs> Answer my question. Answer my very stupid question. Let's move on. Um. Hey. So. We have Jewel getting her picture done at yeah. picture day. Yeah. And no one gives a damn about her bad reputation. Nope, they don't. And the film is out of camera. The film is out of camera? That's, you know, that's a really tricky problem to solve if you're a photographer. <laughs> they have, what the photographer was doing, uh, they were <laughs> holding the film yeah. up to the person's face and then shining a light behind it <laughs> so the face would be captured exactly on film. Well, that's how that works. And you know, that's what Mulder was doing when he was walking around with those little films. The exactly. Other exactly. They taught us that last episode so we would understand it this episode. Mm. Thank you, Chris Carter. Wow. Chris Carter, you really helped us out on this one. So the camera guy is complaining to his assistant, like, we need more cameras. We have all this we film. Lots of film. Need more need cameras. cameras. And the assistant turns around and Allison and I jump out of our seats. We were like, ah! oh, gee. oh, geez. He's, uh, he's got a lot going on in the face so, department. I think we made a couple comparisons. I said Colin Mockery right away. Yeah. James Spader was thrown around. Uh, just, just, uh, just some ghoulish eyes. A lot of look. A lot, just a lot of look. Just put him back. He's not done. He's not done yet. He's uh he's one of those shrinky dinks. You just gotta put him back in the oven. You gotta shrink him up a little. He's <laughs> too big. Didn't shrink enough. So he is in the development room? He's in like a dark room of some kind. And he takes a picture of Jewel mm-hmm. and he cuts it out. Mm-hmm. And then he cuts out a picture of him. Mm-hmm. And I said, Allison, if he makes these two pictures kiss, I'm outie. <laughs> he didn't, but it was still very gross. Yeah, it, it was... It gave me the creeps. I wrote in my notebook, ah, jeez, ah, jeez, ah, jeez. Uh, if... Now, uh, he ends up kidnapping Jill. Yeah, he does. He kidnaps her, her room, From her room that she with, shares with her sister. With, and the, the... What was the balcony window? Well, it has giant... I don't know if they're windows or doors. They moved like doors, but they're basically these giant, like, windows. And they... They're on the ground level, so it's yeah. like... Yeah, your kid's gonna get kidnapped. It reminds me of the Clarissa Explains It All window. Well, but she was on the second floor, at least, so Joey had to climb up a ladder. Was it Joey or Sean? No, it was Joe. It was... What was his friend? What's, what was her friend's name? Maybe I'm thinking... Minkus? Minkus? It was Minkus. <laughs> it was Minkus. It was definitely Minkus. <laughs> um, and he says his, his like, classic catchphrase, Oh, boy! 
<laughs> no, no, it was then I do land. <laughs> I Minkus. That's me, Minkus. <laughs> um, yeah, he just opens. It was a it was a crazy shot, scary as hell. Yeah, shot with um, with kidnapper guy. What are we gonna call him? Oh, can we just call him? <laughs> <laughs> well. Carl, let's call Carl. Carl. Let's call him Carl. Dumb name. This is stupid name. So Carl goes through the window and grabs her. And uh, as this is happening at the A and W in Hastings, like twenty miles away, we have a woman who is suffering the same fate as Jewel. Mm -hmm. So she is bleeding from the nose, and she goes down, and she's freaking out too. Yeah. Um, and you, you recognize this as the NW on Hastings. I'm pretty sure. Like, I don't know exactly what it looked like in the 90s, but. Do you got that NW feeling? I, yeah. Do they have NW down in the States? I don't think so. It's just a Canadian thing? I think so. It's very good. It's very good. Number one, very good. Number two, they have a delicacy called chubby chicken. Yes. And I appreciate that on a very psychological level. Oh, yeah. And also they have mama burgers and papa burgers. And their onion rings are better than any other fast food onion rings. Well, mm, oh, in Canada? In Canada, yeah. Sonic is very good. Well, I've never had Sonic. Sonic ones. Sonic has tater tots. What? Available on oh, their Oh, my God. Yeah, it's very good. Um, welcome to the fast food podcast. Where are your two chubbos? Allison <laughs> and Courtney. <laughs> Let's talk about what we stuffed in our face recently. <laughs> yeah, they have Grant. So, can I tell you a story about NW? Please. Um, I I was taken from my Canadian home as a very young child and thrown in the United States. And I was I was gone from the, kind of the culture of Canada for a very long time. Mm -hmm. uh, I was a Harvey's girl, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, Harvey's okay. was very big out east. And when I came back out west, uh, here, A&W was kind of a new experience for me. Oh, interesting. So we were at, gosh, the Pacific Center. I think I was 14 years old. I was still in high school. Mm -hmm. uh, we were visiting Canada. And there was an A&W, and I wanted a burger. And I looked at the menu, and I panicked, Allison. Because you have Mama Burger. Uh-huh. You have Grandpa Burger. You have Daddy Burger. No, you have Papa, Papa Burger. You have teen burger. Mm -hmm. And I thought, well, I'm a teen, so I have to order the teen burger. <laughs> like, I don't want the embarrassment of that. Like, I don't want them, I don't want to order the mama burger and they're like, so where's your small child? Are, are you a mama? Are you a mama? Are you, are you a papa? Are you, are you grandpapa? So I ordered it and I was so disappointed because I had like bacon and stuff yeah. on it. And I just, I felt like a, I felt like a rube. You felt like a rube? I just felt awful. An A&W rube? Yeah. They tricked me. Well, okay. I feel like a lot of the turmoil you were feeling was self-machinated. No, no. They're like, teen, you are a teen. You must have this burger. I'm like, okay. You could have just. Corporation, you're telling me what to buy. I'll buy it. Oh, boy. I have, I have vivid memories of how embarrassed I was. That's a lot. That's a lot to deal with. <laughs> that's my that's my issue. So so I haven't eaten I I've eaten at NW, but I also chubby chicken speaks to me mm. as a as a chubby chicken. Yeah. Um, so I get that. I usually get a uh, Papa Burger with cheese. That now Papa Burger has two patties. Because Papa, what does Grandpa Burger have? Three. That I 
find that that's a, uh, may I say, a fallacy. <laughs> uh, because I don't think grandpapas need that much red meat. That's fair. You know what? I feel like maybe the system they've put together, they haven't thought through all the Should way. Should we rename the A&W Burgers? Yes. I would say a three patty burger would be called the big boy burger. Oh, absolutely. But like gender neutral big boy. Yeah. Just like you're just you're a big a, boy. You're a big boy. Just the burger's a big boy. It's a big boy and you you're can, gonna eat it. You can be <laughs> you can be any gender that you have it, but the, you gotta know this burger's a big boy. It's a big boy. And then the two burger would be called maybe slightly smaller boy? A more adequately sized boy. Adequate boy? Adequate Adequate burger. Adequate, yeah. And then, what else? uh, And then the one patty is like, average boy. Average boy. And then the, what we we now have. We don't want a burger shame, though. Okay, well. Because calling a one patty burger average, that's degrading to people who maybe are two patties, or maybe you're a big boy. Maybe you're a three patty burger. Well, I'm just, I'm just saying that I think you need to it's check not, your privilege. It's not an average of people; it's an oh, average of burgers. I guess. The average burger has is one, one patty. patty. Okay, okay, that makes me feel better. Just as a big boy is not a reflection on the person eating it. Mm, yeah. Okay. Because the person eating it not necessarily a big boy. No. Should we talk about the X Files? <laughs> guess so. <laughs> oh. Okay. Oh, boy. Oh, I want to point out that the X-Files passes the bechamel test yeah. within about six minutes. So, good so job. Good job. I guess. You have uh, Mulder going into Jules' uh, mom's house, and there's a African-American officer right away. Does not... Does he have one line? Yeah, he has one line. He's he's also in the posse later on, so yeah. I guess that's okay. But, yeah, passes that bechamel test. Now, I will say our podcast does not <laughs> pass the bechamel test. Nope. It does not. <laughs> no, it does not. I'd like to point that out as well. <laughs> uh, we are creamy. We are very buttery. <laughs> we are a couple of butter boys. <laughs> a couple of big butter boys. Um... The, I um I wrote I don't like this man. Oh yeah, let's talk about him. <laughs> okay, he is. I think we equate him later on to very like Sam the Eagle. Yeah, he's got a very hawkish face. This is like the local special agent that they're working with. Is he an FBI agent? I don't. He just says special agent, but just I don't know what really special. Just he's so special. And he comes in, and I think what you said about <laughs> yeah. him is. His first line. What's his first line? Mulder is looking at the two spots of blood on the floor, and this guy says, It's blood. <laughs> like, yeah, dude. We know. No, no, it's ketchup from the NW. <laughs> this lady bought a big boy burger. She and- had a big, big boy, <laughs> and it got a little ketchup on the ground. Gosh. This is the part where the dialogue. Oh, you guys. Is very bad. The dialogue like, in this whole it. episode is really, 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 really bad. It's almost as if someone wrote their first murder mystery. Or, no, 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 no. I'm going to backtrack. Someone wrote an X Files fan fiction. Yeah. And X- and Chris Carter picked it up and, like, well, this is a great idea. Let's do this now. Let's just do this. Uh, except for Sam the Eagle was actually a vampire. In the original. Yeah, which makes sense. That's Which makes sense because of the casting. Because he mean, was very ghoulish. Yeah. He's very ghoulish. Yeah. Uh, you also said, God, I can't stop staring at his lips. They looked very dry and They were chapped. dry. And then all I could look at 
Because Mulder and Sam the Eagle are talking very close. They always talk so close, these two. And all I could see is these, like, two pairs of lips just moving. Yeah. It's very, like, intoxicating. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I like my word choice. Explain. I just, like... Because all I could focus on are these lips just moving closer and closer and talking, and I couldn't understand their words, but I knew they were speaking truths. Or falses. I don't know. (laughs) But all I could do is just stare at them. I couldn't look away. One very soft boy. One pair of very soft boy lips. Yeah. And one pair of just rough, chapped smackers. They were just getting closer and closer, and I couldn't look away, and I was drunken on those lips. You were drunken on those those smoochers. <laughs> um, so, the Sandy Eagle says that this girl has been kidnapped, mm-hmm. and Mulder's like, oh no. And I'm wondering, where the hell is Scully? Because this has been a long yeah, time. Yeah, where's Scully, so you guys? Scully, Scully comes, they meet in the... Hospital. Yeah, where they're going to talk to Lucy, who's the girl that collapsed in the NW. Yes. Uh, and we find out that Lucy had been held in a basement for five years. They just say that nonchalantly. Yeah, it's very cash. Like, yeah, she was kidnapped too. She's out now. But yeah, she found her by the side of a road. She's probably fine. No lasting issues. Can we talk about Scully's shoulder pads? Yes, please. They are huge they are wide if we were going if we were gonna rate her shoulder pads they would be big boy oh big boy shoulder pads yes, for sure. yeah um they give her the same shoulder width as Mulder. like so Mulder and her are walking shoulder to shoulder down the hospital wing and like people can't get by no like there's a man who's dying of a heart attack and they're pushing him on a little gurney and the shoulders are just too wide there's too much shoulder space they have, they have to go through like an arch <laughs> so Mulder is saying is this where we get the first Mulder concept I think so because I wrote down that's spooky and so what's your point yeah yeah I think so so Mulder says that maybe maybe Lucy is somehow connecting to Jewel mm-hmm. somehow somehow and meanwhile is this Scully says about the blood right now I don't... I'm not sure. Let's just introduce it. Okay. Scully says that Lucy has not only her O-positive blood, but also a B-positive blood, too. That was on her when they That was they, on when her when they found out. her. And it's like, well, Jewel's blood is B-positive, too, so... Uh-oh. Whoopsie. So, Jewel... So, Lucy did the crime. Lucy did the crime. Um, and then Mulder goes to talk to Lucy. Uh-huh. And I don't like these interactions. I don't like any of Mulder's interactions with Lucy. They all make me extremely uncomfortable. I don't like Mulder's interactions with anyone. No, that's fair. Uh, They try to connect Mulder's... This kind of weird feeling that I get off of Mulder, they kind of explain it away because they connect it with his sister missing. Mm Mm-hmm. And her sister being kidnapped... Now, is that there's a really great point that was raised in I think the Wikipedia article for this episode that we were reading after yeah. we watched the episode where they mentioned uh that there was a choice made not to have Skelly identify with both Jewel and Lucy because of her recent abduction. Oh my god. But instead to have Mulder be the sympathetic one. And I cannot fathom that they made that choice. Oh, I didn't even think about that. That makes me even more angry and upset. Yeah. 
Like, Scully's been kidnapped, like, 20 times. Yeah. And you can't give us, like, females relating to each other on that? It's crazy. Instead, we have to see fucking pale-faced Mulder, like, cup Lucy's face in his hand and apologize for all that men have done to her, basically? Like, it's horrifying. Oh my god, that makes me want to (laughs) vomit. No, seriously, though, because, like, Scully has been through therapy, and she herself has said, like, yeah, I've had post-traumatic stress disorder from this. I'm really not handling it well. Mm -hmm. And then you have Lucy, who is obviously, like, there is even a thing, like, um, someone oh, Scully actually said, wow, it's amazing that her life is so normal now. No, or Mulder said it's amazing she's doing as well as she is. And, or I thought it's it was ama- reverse. No, no. Mulder said it's amazing that she's like her life is so normal. She's doing so well. And then Scully says like not by any like regular. Why are you? Why are you using this? Aren't you using this as a measure of like Scully dealing with her own? Like that. This because c- it's. I'll tell you why. The mm. it's the writers of this show cannot relate to it. It's like the male hero has to be the one. Yeah. Who, the writers of the oh show are all male. God. They cannot relate to what Scully is going through. And that, so they can't, it's easier for them, I think, to write a story about Mulder and his sister because they can relate to that. But he's not the victim and he's never been the victim. But the entire show plays him as the victim. I know. That makes me feel so awful now. I'm... I'm becoming this, like, I'm stepping into this realization of how awful this is. This is very bad. It's very bad. Oh, God. You're right. Mm -hmm. I'm glad you brought that up. Fuck the X-Files, man. (laughs) Jesus. You're right, because Scully's had the same ordeal. Yeah. And yet, in this episode, she's non-sympathetic at all. Like, she doesn't even, she's a stone cold, like, she's stone cold. Absolutely. Maybe it's the thing where X-Files, like, what happened previously has no existence in in newer contemporary episodes. Maybe. Maybe. Right? (laughs) Uh, What happened next? I don't care. Uh, The dialogue Um, was bad. There was a tow truck driver who got threatened with a tire iron. You forgot the peeping box. Oh, the... Oh, no! This is... This is really disturbing. Some of the imagery here, like, if you guys haven't watched it and, like... Oh, no, we haven't gotten to the peeping box I have peeping box. Okay, fine. And two bloods. Yeah. Peeping box and two bloods. Okay, go for it. Okay. So, the imagery is is really scary and Mm -hmm. it's it's Jewel, like, being upset and crying in the dark and suddenly there's a light and you look and it's fucking Carl's fucking face. Like... Well, it's like a little slot and it's just his eyes and it's just like, ah! Oh, God. That was very scary. I didn't... Yeah. Um, we go back to Lucy. Mm-hmm. Now, I want to point something out. I'm not very good with characters' names, especially, like, secondary characters' yeah. names. But I know Lucy's name because Moeller said her name every sentence. Every single sentence. Lucy, are you okay? Lucy, here's the thing. Lucy, like, Lucy, we need to talk I'm about this, Lucy. Lucy. Lucy, as a male non-victim, I know exactly what you're going through, Lucy. <sighs> Courtney angry. Courtney's gonna maybe she hulk out. Oh god. Anyway, <laughs> uh, uh, my my, but my secret is I'm only I'm always angry at the X Files. Yes. <laughs> um. So Mulder talks to Lucy and basically is basically saying, Lucy, you can help. 
She's saying, I don't want to help. I don't want anything to do with this. A really terrible thing happened to me in my life and you're just really but Lucy, shoving my nose in it. It's not that bad because now you can save someone else, right, Lucy? I don't want to do that. No. I just want to live my Lucy, life. I was doing really well before this happened. Lucy, you're not listening. You can you can save someone else, but you have to relive through your childhood trauma, Lucy. I don't understand why this is my problem. <laughs> That, and even that really drove me crazy. Yeah. Just Mulder kind of pushing her. And even at the end, like, it's implied that Lucy sacrifices herself to save this little girl. Yeah. And, and like, Mulder even says something like, Lucy has come to terms with her own trauma and she saves this little girl from her that's trauma. That's bullshit. And that's bullshit. Bull and there's even a line that says, like, Wow, I'm getting more angrier by the second. You really are. And, and there's even a line that says, like, oh, Jill's gonna be okay. Is she? No! Like, we see the trauma that Lucy has gone through, and you don't think it's gonna be echo through Jewel? Like, ugh. Now, here's the thing about that conversation that, like, I think has a resonance today. Yeah. Or maybe what Mulder is trying to say to Lucy, we think differently about today. Okay. Because especially in this time that we are in, mm. um, I think, you know, most people of like marginalized cultures and, and, and groups are aware that it's important for us to support one another. But at the same time, but it's not Mulder's well, place of and saying that. Also, I think we're also all very aware that it is not up to us to do that at, as a detriment to ourselves. Yes. If you are also dealing with your own trauma, it's not up to you to, f to kind of put yourself in a really horrible position to help someone else. Yeah. If that's going to be hurting you and your own life, you shouldn't be helping someone else. And Mulder's pressure is what makes it so offensive. Yes. Mm. Allison. Yes. My, I can, I can help you. I can help a lot of people. I cannot help Mulder. No I'm, one I'm, can help Mulder. No one can help Mulder. I want to talk about one other thing that is mentioned that made me very, very upset. Yes, I think it's the same thing I have next. Um, they talk about, it comes up that the, so the, is it the same person who took Jules? Yeah, Carl. Okay. Carl. So, the same people who took Lucy's picture was the same person who took Jewel's picture, and he was fired right after Jewel got her picture taken, and they can't find Jewel's picture. Yeah. So, by by police detectiveness, they say, well, it must be this Carl guy. Mm hmm And Scully doesn't run on him just to see, like, what's going on, and he was diagnosed bipolar. And was in an institution for the past 15 years. So, I hate connecting a very common mental health problem with someone who will keep a small girl in a basement. Yeah, it's not great because the only, you know, the only depictions of people with this issue that we see often in media, you know, besides a few very good exceptions, are serial killers or murderers or pedophiles or the type of people that would, and that's not, a reflection of reality, and it creates a stigma. Yeah, because people are afraid to, like, actually say, like, yeah, I'm bipolar. Or even, yeah, 
I have depression or anxiety. Yeah. Like, fucking everyone has anxiety, guys. Like, a lot of people deal with depression and it's still such a stigma. But when you put it as your... As your creepy ass person who kidnaps small child uh, children, and you just have this throwaway line of like, "Yeah, he's bipolar." Yeah, and it's never looked into or invent. Ugh. Like they never talk about it after that. It's just like, here's a label we could put on this person. This is why he is doing what he is doing. It's such fucking garbage. So garbage. This whole thing is garbage. I hate it, Allison. I hate it. I know. I want to astral project out of here. Well, and this is the thing. Like this is us. Like almost looking back at an example of a show yeah. that was huge in sort of cultural commentary uh, and we're kind of looking at how it has created the stigmas that we still have existing today. Like how not maybe X-Files isn't solely responsible, but it certainly contributed. No, it's certainly a contributor because it was a big show back then. Yeah. Uh, it was one of the first shows with a massive online following, which is a much easier way to disseminate information. I'm going to use one of Lucy's lines. Okay. And Lucy says right to Mulder's face, no, I'm done with you. Yeah. I'm done with you. <laughs> I, I mean, the whole thing with, like, Mulder trying to get Lucy to help, that also rubbed me the wrong way, too. Absolutely. I mean, like, and she's, like, she's non, it's non-consensual. It's like, no, no, stay away from me. I don't, like, I'm dealing with my own shit. I was better and now I'm not. Like She says to him in midway through the episode, don't touch me. I don't like to be touched. And then he continues to touch her for the rest of the episode. Yeah. And then like even Scully, I think Scully says like, oh, she doesn't want to be in a small room because she was kidnapped before. Yeah, you dummies. And kept in a basement. Anyway, can we talk about Jules' grip strength? Yes, it's very good. This was the one kind of light thing where you have this girl who's very terrified and she's in the kind of the worst situation of her life and she fucking, I love it, she fucking, like, ripped down boards. Yeah. That was really cool. She crawled out, but Carl caught her. Well, there was a very long montage of her running through the woods uh, oh. intercut with Lucy running through the streets with just the worst music. It's just so much sound. As if one had put a cat on a piano and said, just go to town, meowsers. <laughs> the Foley the Foley artist just wasn't available. He was on vacation. So Chris <laughs> Carter put his little kitty on his uh, little uh, Atario keyboard. <laughs> and it went crazy. Go kitty, go, dance. Go, um, I, again, I have so upsetting... Oh, she did the crime. She did the crime. So. Now, we have been asking for a while. For Scully. Scully, Scully honey. Scully. <laughs> so let's go, let's, let's go back okay. a little bit. Um, Clyde Bruckman. Yes. Clyde Bruckman knew about all of these murders before they were out. She, he should have been arrested. He should have been arrested on sight. Uh, the little murder, the murderer guy yeah. was in every crime scene and Scully saw him at every crime scene. He should have been arrested. He should have been arrested. Uh, the walk. Scully saw another guy kill a man. She saw, she saw a murder take place. He should have been arrested. Yes. During Too Shy, there were boxes at every crime scene. They should have been arrested. Those boxes did the crime. So now Scully is finally like, no, she has Jules' blood on her. We're going to arrest Lucy. I'm going to do my job, finally. <laughs> but what what was the, 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 Mulder even says the logic of like, well, she had witnesses and blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, she did the crime. Put it away. She did the crime. 
So I guess that's okay. I mean, Scully did her job. Yeah, for once. <laughs> Sorry, Scully. I Sorry, love Scully. you. We love you. We Scully. love you. We're just mad. We're just mad. We're just upset. You know what I'm not upset about? What? Jimmy Olsen. Jimmy Olsen was very good. Now, I've been... These last couple episodes have been a little bit dire to me. They're just, yeah. like, that just bummed me out. So I find solace in the background characters. Oh, they are wonderful people. Like the flag the from flag. the walk. And the swimming pool guy from the, the walk. And the scuba guy from the walk. So I'm really carefully looking. A couple times in this, like office when you have Sam the Eagle and Mulder and Scully talking just in the background you see this like just very tiny red-headed boy <laughs> with round glasses just like he's a spitfire oh yeah he is going like he is he has some papers and he's getting someplace he's getting something done and uh he shows up in the background a couple times, and I'm just delighted to him. And then when they throw together this posse to co- go get Carl, he's in the posse with them, yeah. right? So I liked him. Uh, I also <laughs> like the other background character, uh, Steve Carell made a... Yeah, Steve Carell <laughs> just made a little guesto. Showed right I up. I don't know. I can't fathom why the cinematographer made some of the choices that he do has been making. Do you want to talk about the, the three shots? Yeah, I do. <laughs> so you have Sam the Eagle front, right, smack dab in the middle in focus. Uh, on the left hand side, you have like a half a scully face. Just a part of her. Just very close to the camera. <laughs> and out of focus, but just slightly out of focus, is... I believe it was Steve Carell. I believe you're correct. From The Office. Yes. Just just standing right next to it. And, <laughs> and his face was reading like he wasn't sure what to do or he wasn't sure if he was in the shot or not. Mm-hmm. But he just goes through these arranged of emotions of like, <laughs> oh shit, I better act. <laughs> Time to act, Stevie. I gotta go. Get it together. I'm, I'm pooping. <laughs> It was just such a bad choice because I was so distracted by Steve Carell and his just whimsical... You couldn't stop talking about it. I couldn't. Because that was the one bright spot in this episode. It was, was yeah, it was something. Um, oh, I like the line, don't show, don't tell. Do you remember that <laughs> Yeah, was that, was, uh, that was actually our assistant said that. Our assistant? Our assistant Colin. Yeah, your husband. Who sat, who sat by us and made us... Because sometimes good jokes, sometimes not very good jokes. Mm, when they're good, we steal them. Yeah, when we're good, we do steal them and not credit him. So he said that instead of... Uh, so we're stealing this one. Yeah, we it's ours now. Um, <laughs> so we said... <laughs> uh, basically what he said was that instead of using the show-don't-tell mechanic, uh, X-Files employs a don't-show-don't-tell mechanic. Because they go into the city where Carl is... And they're like, well, we better find the address. Let's go into this photography store because he's a photographer. And they don't show inter- any interaction. The next shot is literally them leaping through the woods. Yes. With guns. Yeah. Like, what happened? I thought this was... And Scully and Mulder are with them. Mm-hmm. I thought that this was a separate thing going on. It was very on. confusing. It was very confusing. And then Lucy, they find Carl's house and Lucy's down there. Yeah. So she did the crime. Yeah. So that's the, that's, that's how they it. know that that's she how they did know. The, that and the blood. Um, and that's... Uh, and Mulder's just hugging her. Yeah. Didn't care for it. Just like touching her. Um, That background guy, shoot him. Oh, let's talk about that. Yeah, let's just... let's. Uh, you know what? Let's finish this up. Okay, thank God. 
Because we've had some long episodes, but I don't think I want to talk about this for an hour. Yeah. We can talk about other things for an hour. Oh, totally. Yeah. We have been talking about the X-Files a lot. Yeah. We had that A&W streak, and now we're just like 100% X-Files. I think it's just because it made us angry. I know. My jaw has been clenching. (laughs) So, they find... Oh, no. Lucy does a thing where she is suddenly cold. Yes. So, they know that they're in the water. And wet. Well, Mulder's like, she's in the water. And Scully's like, but the other guys found his car a mile the other way. And Mulder's like, believe me, she's astral projecting, right? No, what is the concept that she... It's uh, empathic transference. What the fuck is that? That's Now, an empath is someone that can use their empathic powers to understand what another person is feeling. You mean empathy. No, you, I, you mean I mean empathic transference. You mean the concept of empathy. No, I mean I mean empathic transference. Oh, that's so stupid. <laughs> Everything is so stupid. So like if I if you if you and I had an empathic transference, which we do. Yes. Then when you went swimming, mm. you went in a hot tub, mm. I'd be like, "Oh, I'm super warm and cozy." So what did you feel last night, Allison? Oh. <laughs> boy. <laughs> oh, are we going to talk about that? Yeah, let's show? talk about it. <laughs> uh, well, it was warm. Yep. <laughs> and, um, just, I don't know if I can do this. <laughs> I ate a lot of nachos and then I had a giant poop. <laughs> what, what did you think? I don't know. That's what my Saturday night's like. <laughs> So warm is the bowel movement coming yeah, out of me. I played Pokemon. So. That's what I felt from you. Just utter joy. Yeah. That's what I felt. My sweet children. Yeah. Can we talk about your Pokemon? Okay. Let's talk about your Pokemon because I feel just awful. And your Pokemon. Guys, I came into Allison's household and she was playing Pokemon, which I was very jealous of. Yes. I do not have it. But I was able to see her sweet starter Pokemon evolve I was right there next to I her. I picked Rowlet, y'all. You, sh- as you should. <laughs> if not, I will fight you. You'll fight anyone that picks Litten or Poplio. Well, no one's gonna pick Poplio. Okay, that's fair. So Poplio's garbage. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I like how Poplio goes to the like the beautiful swan. Oh yeah, Poplio turns into a ber- beautiful mermaid. Yeah, I love it. But oof. Oof. But, like, the whole clown thing. Look at that thing. Yeah. Oof. And Linton, uh, when he gets, he gets, like... he, well, got, he turns into a wrestler. But he gets, he has too much machismo. Like, yeah. he goes from hot topic to fucking toxic masculinity, like, before I even see him grow into a beautiful Pokemon child. <laughs> so I don't pick him. Usually I go fire, but I'm making a stand. Oh, I usually go earth, so... You usually or go earth. leaf or whatever the leaf? fuck. Bug. Well, it's not a bug. If you had to tell me what type of Pokemon you are, what type of Pokemon are you? What type of Pokemon am I? Like, oh man, leaf bug, dark fairy. I know the steel. types. Well, I'm just saying I have to make up for my Star Trek goofs. <laughs> so I'm gonna. My nerd cred has been been tanking lately. <laughs> And I was going to start throwing in some fake ones. I think you stop me. I think Dark Bug. Yeah, that's good. What about you? Uh, normal. <laughs> normal? Yeah. I think you're a fire type. 
Yeah? Yeah. Normal fire? You're very fiery. Am I? Fire water. Jeez. Is what comes out of me after I eat all those tacos. (laughs) (laughs) Nailed it! You just nailed it. Okay, okay. Okay. I feel better. I'm glad we didn't talk about the X-Files for a full hour. (laughs) I'm glad we took a break and talked about Pokemon. Oh, guys, can you just send me, like, pictures of... What delights me is when people name their Pokemon. Yeah. Because it's, it's all, always very, very, very cute. Guys, can you just tweet at us, at Double X-Files, spelled out, double, um, can you just tweet us what your starter's name is? Yeah, please. And, like, a picture. But that would be great. Can you send us pictures of your sweet children? Can we... Can we just see pictures of your sun and moon children, please? Please. It would really help us out. It would make us feel better. It would. Thank you. Uh, That's a gift from you to me. Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, Let's just talk about how this guys. Let's kill this guy. So they find... So Mulder was right. Mm. And they find Jewel with Carl in the river. Mm. And thank God Mulder shoots him. Mm -hmm. Thank you. And while that is happening, Jimmy Olsen is looking over Lucy, and Lucy's choking to death, and water's coming out of her mouth, mm-hmm. because she is empathetic. She's em- she's an empath. Mm-hmm. And so she's dying, and, and uh, L- uh, Jewel is dying, because she was drowned. And Mulder does a really awful form, and Scully does too, a really awful form of CPR. Yeah, they were not doing a good job. They were not. Like, when you perform CPR, you you can break ribs. Mm-hmm. And you sometimes, you most likely will break a rib. Yeah. Um, and they weren't doing it. Uh, and after, like, one breath pattern, Scully's like, she's dead. Yeah! Scully Which gave right up. Because that's not how... Like, CPR doesn't work where, like, in the movies where, oh my god, they're awake, thank Mm -hmm. god. Like, you perform CPR to keep their heart pumping. They're probably brain dead, but at least their heart is pumping so you can get oxygen to their brain. And Mm -hmm. they probably won't come awake like the movies. Yeah. And basically, like, I lifeguarded for seven years. Oh, wow. Eight years. And I was taught, like, if someone is... Need CPR. You do CPR until the ambulance gets there. Mm-hmm. Um, one time we were like, our, our feet touched. Our feet touched. Well, oops. I, I, I think we impassed each other. Yeah. Uh, one time there was someone who was found on the side of a lake. It was a drowned victim, and it was at a camp that I was at, and I had to perform CPR uh, with my partner for an hour. On oh, a dead wow. person, uh, wow. for the ambulance to come. Oh, jeez. Yeah, and because that's what you're taught. You're taught they're not going to become awake, and even if they're like, you don't know how long they've been out for, so you perform CPR. So it really bugged me. Like, yeah, no God. joke, no joke. Like, oh, she's gone. But then she comes alive, and you knew she was going to come alive. And how the concept is like, Lucy has Lucy. So basically, she empathed her way. What we learn by the end of the episode is that every bad thing uh, that has happened to Jewel has been transferred onto Lucy. Yeah, because it's set like at the end they say, "Oh, Lucy doesn't have a scratch on her." No, they say Jewel doesn't have a scratch. Oh no, on no, her. yeah, Jewel. But Lucy have a had five liters of water in her lungs. 
And then they say, oh yeah, Jill's gonna be fine. She's gonna be fine. It probably won't affect her at all. <laughs> She'll probably be just totally fine. Mm. Mm. But they do shoot Carl in the back, so that's good. They do, they do. And then he um, falls face first in the water, and the water's like, bah! <laughs> and then Steve Carell goes to get the body, like, just don't turn him over. Just leave just him leave where him he is. There. Just leave him face down. Uh, I also want to point out how much, like, fucking... This, again, I'm gonna bring it back to the fucking... Why are you making... Why are you making Mulder the victim here? Well, and here's the thing that bothers me about the way Mulder treats Lucy. Yeah. Mulder is... And I don't know if this is supposed to be tied to his sister or whatever bullshit, but he, like, weirdly idealizes these people with supernatural powers. Yeah, he like, fetishizes them. Yeah, absolutely. Like, the way that he's touching her and looking at her like, yeah. oh, you precious, like, you precious thing. What? Oh, no, no. Like, just caresses her dead it's, face. It's really upsetting. It's super, and I think he cries a little tear. Yeah. Like, I get it, like, oh no, she's such a sad character, but the way you used her during this episode just, it, It was can't. really You can. Yeah. Like, you put her, Mulder, you fucking did this. He put her in that position. So, I don't know. I mean, you could argue she, do you think she would have died anyway? I think that's what the episode was trying to tell us through the narrative, but I still think that's, a, like, a bad narrative. Yeah. It's just bad. Um, the what did the Wikipedia say, page oh, yeah. say about the writer? Uh, oh, it said that the writer was. Um, this was like the first episode of television he had written, or he hadn't written very many episodes. Yeah. Um, but also that he left the writing team shortly before this episode went into production. And we and and he had like a sub producer or something like that. No, he was a uh, he was um, labeled as a producer for three episodes afterwards. Oh, okay. Um, but- Gee, I wonder why why they took him off the writing team because his idea was bad. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> oh, if that's the case, then why is Chris Carter still on the writing team? Because he has- yeah, burnt. <laughs> How much? I mean, I have a question for you from a production standpoint. Okay. How much? Do you think Chris Carter had his hands in these episodes? A lot. Quite a bit? Like, what percentage? Usually a showrunner. Um, uh, so someone on the writing team will uh, hand in a first draft of their script, and then the, everyone will kind of make notes on it. The rest of the writers will make notes on it together. Um, if you're a really hands-on showrunner, uh, by which I mean pretty egotistical, yeah, you will even go as far as to rewrite any of the scripts you see fit. Okay. I good to know, because I feel like I know there's people out there like don't blame Chris Carter, and I do. I do. Yeah, you're the showrunner. It's your anything like these scripts definitely passed over your eyes. If you're the showrunner, any writing that makes it onto the television, you have a hand in. Okay. You have a responsibility for, even if it's just reading it and giving notes. Good to And I mean, no. there is a balance in how much you want to respect the writers on your writing team and let their ideas get through, just like in any creative part of film production or television production, right? Yeah. Like, but if something's bad... It's bad! It's bad, and it's bad. your fault. It's your fault, Chris Carter. It's all your fault. Should oh. we rate this? Yes. Okay, you go first. I'm going to rate on a spooky scale. Okay. Five is I'm very frightened. One is I'm very sleepy. Um, <laughs> God, those fucking, Carl's fucking face is going to be burnt into my... I know, memory. I'm going to go to sleep and see it and be like, what? The one thing I hate is, like, 
abduction from a room. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give this a three and a half. That's fair. I didn't like it. Like, I didn't like the episode, but it was, like, spooky, some of the imagery. Oh, wait. Can I talk about my favorite shot? Because we didn't mention it. Yes. When, when Lucy, when they were going to Carl's house and Lucy was down there, um, she's down in the basement and there's, like, a little pull door. What are they called? Like, a little slat door? Yeah. And ladder. And it's the, the shot is from <laughs> below looking up into the hole and the ladder. And suddenly you see Mulder's, like, hand and face just stick down with a gun with a gun and it's as if scully is holding Mulder by the ankles and like <laughs> dipping lowering him in, him in. It's very funny it was and very quite good. funny other than that it was awful okay okay uh well i rate on a rage scale yes which goes from one to excelsis day and it's a volume one means i like it very much and you've never given a one. Never given a one. I think you've given it a two once. yeah yeah so it, this is uh oh i'm gonna give this a nine good yeah, just like so many problematic things, and it wasn't like the there were uh, not other parts of the episode that were good enough to make up for the shitty parts. Yeah, it just was bad. I didn't like it. I didn't like any part of it. It's bad. It's bad. Everything was bad. Everything was bad. Jewel was very good. In Jewel it. was very good. Yeah, she did a good job. I'm glad she got better parts later on in her life. Yes, because she did not deserve this. No, she did not. Um. Can we talk about some goofs? Yeah, I'm gonna share with you guys just a quick goofer from the uh, the IMDb page. We 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 had like we don't want to make we were kind of thinking like we don't want to make light of this episode because it was awful and it represented some really bad things. So Allison <laughs> looked at the IMDb page and there's a section called goofs, which is our steez. Yeah, we love, love goofs. It. We love goofs. What's the goof? So Allison? here's the goof for this episode. Uh, Scully and the police suspect Lucy because she had Amy's blood on her. However, since Lucy was working at the exact same time that Amy was abducted, there's no possible way she could have been involved. She have to have been in, had to have been in two places at once, which is no more feasible than Mulder's idea that Lucy bled Amy's blood. What a good goof! What a good goof that is! The plot. The plot. Was a very good goof. The plot was a very good goof. <sighs> was it? Was it a good... No, it wasn't. <laughs> well, anyway, that's what we're going to talk about. Yep. What else do we do for this? Uh, what do we do for this podcast? Well, Allison? you're going to predict the next episode, and then we're going to talk about how people can contact us, and then we're going to kind of... Can we talk about people contacting us now? Yeah. Because I want, I want you to stop what you're doing. Okay. And, well, you can keep listening to this episode, but I want you to send us Pokemon, hot Pokemon pics. Please. To You can go to Facebook and Tumblr, Double X Files. No, Tumblr is, fuck yeah, Double X Files. Oh, Tumblr is, fu- fuck yeah, Double X Files. Facebook and Twitter, Twitter is Double X Files. And you can email us at Double X Files Podcast at gmail.com. And if we get good ones, we'll post them up on the Facebook. Uh, they're all going to be good. Yes, they are. And I we will post you. them. Yeah, we will. Our whole feed is just going to be Pokemon. That is what I would like. That'd be very good. Thank you. Thank I know you. someone long time ago on our Tumblr showed us they had one of the Pokemon that looks like um, Chupacabra. Mm hmm. And they named it, was it Rough Tough McBuff Stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, was, was, that, very was, that was very nice. That made me happy. So do that. And name a Pokemon after Allison and I. I mean, we would we would be very honored. What? I want to be. You be a Rowlet. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. You'd be fair. very cute. That's fair. Don't make me Litten, though. 
Swear to God. What, so you want to be Poplio? Yes, I'd rather be Poplio. <laughs> well, you are a clown. <laughs> that hurt my feelings. No, I mean, like, you're, you know. No, 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 no. Let's, let's continue. Let's do predictions. Okay. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> um, so the... <laughs> Oh, thank you for making me laugh. I don't think I laughed this entire episode. You're welcome. Anything could happen based on a name. Anything could happen when you're playing the prediction game. Tell me, Courtney, what's it gonna be? A way to dredge up all of your childhood anxiety. Okay. Uh, the title for season three, episode nine, uh, is Nisai. So that's N-I-S-E-I. Why do I have to get these punk-ass names? It means nothing to me. I don't know. Can you look it up and see if it has a secondary meaning? Okay, so I, I will do that. But Cause you like, spitball. Because it seems like that might be another ah, original yeah. first name. No, name? this is what I actually thought it was. Okay. Because um, I have... Because you are smart. Heard this, this And I am before. not. So, um, uh, Nisai, a person born in the U.S. or Canada whose parents were immigrants from Japan. So a first generation. Oh shit! Japanese okay, immigrant. okay, okay. Yeah, I do know that word. Yeah, because you probably have taught social studies. <laughs> it's not like I've been teaching social studies for ten years or anything. <laughs> Come on, God. <laughs> do you know that in our current social studies book, the Japanese internment camps are not in our social studies book? What? Yep. <laughs> and there's one, and can I say there is one line about German in, in uh, encampment, uh, con- concentration camps in um, Canada and the United States. In what? One. There is one line. What? Yep. That's crazy. Yep. Yep. That was such a big part of our education. Yep. In our current book, this is also the book that does not use the term re- racism. It uses the term ethnocentrism. Oh. We're getting a new curriculum next year. Can I make you feel better, though? Okay. The new curriculum, there is a class called Genocide 12. Oh. And Social Justice 12, too. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That does make me feel better. I don't know what is on Genocide 12, but I hope half of it is, like, Aboriginal, like, residential schools and stuff. We can only hope. We can only, like, you know, like, they admit to genocide. That would be great. Yeah. Anyway, we're getting real deep and dark. Um, okay, immigration. Concentration camps. Oh, God. Um, all I can think of is, like, awful things. So, let's do, you have a kid. Mm-hmm. No, maybe, like, you're a, you're in my age, like a, like a 30-year-old guy or a 30-year-old girl or a 30-year-old person and their parents um, came to the United States. And they... Oh, okay, got it. Got it, got it, got it. <laughs> so, uh, their parents have... Their parents did everything to move to the United States for a better life for their kids. Like that kind of classic immigrant story. Um, and maybe the dad or the mom passes away. So the kid goes up. And hopefully, this is going to pass the bechamel test very quickly. Yes. Uh, because ho- hopefully, these are um, maybe Japanese Americans. And the kid goes to the parents' attic and opens up boxes. Mm-hmm. 
and they find something real weird in those boxes. Ooh. It's, uh, um, what haven't we had recently? Lots of serial killers. We haven't had an alien episode yet. That's true. They find an alien fetus. Oh, what? Yeah. Maybe the dad was like a scientist and he smuggled it over. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. So, give me a half point. Well, give me a half point for, what do you think? And then, like, what's going to happen is um, this kid goes to Mulder and Scully with this evidence. And then, like, the secret, dark secret Ronald Reagan cabal are trying to get the alien fetus from them. So how what how do you want to do this? Let's split? say half point for alien fetus. Okay. And half point for uh shadowy cabal interference. That's that's kind of a given though. Okay. Um, I mean, I'll take the whole point. You want to throw a softball at me? One point half point for alien, half point for Ronald Reagan? So what? So we're even? Yeah. I'll throw you a softy, why not? Well, I didn't ask for a softie. <laughs> okay, how about this? One point, there has to be um, Japanese-American immigrants. Yeah, absolutely. Like, f- prominently featured. Yeah. Not background character, not like Mulder fucking talking about them for two minutes. As prominently featured as Lucy was in this episode. Yes. Okay. That's like a secondary character, like, mm-hmm. secondary to Mulder and Scully. Okay. And then, uh, Alien. Yes. Alien. Alien being discovered. Yes. Okay. Okay. That's it. That sounds good. Uh, And it's going to be a crazy, wild, non-racist, non-xenophobic. Oh, it's going to be so cool. Right? Yeah. Good. Totally. Yay. Yay. Well, Um, I can't wait to see your Pokemon, guys. Yeah. Um... Anything else? Uh, yeah. If you um, if you like what we're doing and you want to support us and hear more from us. And, and why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? Then you can go to thunder or patreon.com slash thunderquack. Um, and even if you just were able to donate a dollar a month, that would certainly help us out. But if you don't donate $7 a month, you could be part of our snail mail club. Yeah, we send you out some pretty cool stuff every month. Yeah. Uh, also, I want to say hello to those arrow. No, quiver. quiver. <laughs> those quiver listeners and those arrow watchers who are here because you oh yeah you made I, an appearance i guessed it on quiver last week so if you're joining us and you're a quiver fan i'm sorry hope you like our steez i don't <laughs> know what to say you weren't allowed to swear on quiver no you can't swear on quiver that's unfortunate fuck uh, it was hard we swear a lot you guys yeah we also talk when if you were asking a question do they talk about poop a lot yes we talk about poop oh a we lot. talk about poop all the time so sorry sorry we're not sque- like squeaky clean like amanda and mike yeah <laughs> we're bad boys we're gonna have bad we're bad boys we're gonna have big boy burgers yeah we gotta go get some big boy burgers okay until next time the truth, truth is out, out there, there. That episode made me really upset.